0: Jane, I can't even be bothered to do the introductions at the
1: moment because I'm so (laughs) excited. I know. We've got this view in front of us of this incredible charcuterie being being presented on a board and it smells
0: incredible. I better say the right stuff though. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Jane Payton, who is one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. I might be asking you what we should serve with charcuterie actually. Well, Mm.
1: cider would be really good. Acidic. It's Mm. salty. So acidity works really well with saltiness. Bitterness doesn't. So there's often this thing, oh yes, beer and sausages and, and charcuterie and porky things, but not always. It depends on the beer. Don't go and for bitterness. Okay. Um, and today we're delving into the world of pigs. Um, I
0: absolutely adore pigs. They are my favourite animal. And I do get very excited by charcuterie. I get excited by cheese, admittedly. But look at that in front of us. It's incredible. We're going to have to
1: describe, aren't we? No, I wish, I wish um, we had smell-o radio or smell a podcast because the <laughs> aromas are <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> Indeed. So our experts on this
0: topic today are Bill Gardner. Um, he's a charcutier. He's a is that what we call it? I love
2: that word. Yes, it Michal is.
0: Charcutia. Yes. Um and Chloe Wilcock, who is uh, uh, among a family of pig farmers. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're going to start off uh, with you, uh, Chloe, and the reason for that is because you've very kindly been cooking this morning. Would you like to describe what you've bought with you?
3: So I have bought some of our free-range large black sausages. I've brought with me a plain and a smoked. So if you want to dive in, the plain is this side and the smoked is this side. God, we have such generous guests. I know. And well, a a large black is that a breed of pig? It is a breed of pig. So it's one of the UK's native breeds of pigs. Um, There are eleven in total, and all are considered endangered or at risk. Um, So the large black is really important in terms of conservation. So, yeah, Mm. it's great. Okay,
0: so um, dive in, Jane, while you're doing that, because I'm very considerate. I'm going to describe. So these are the the beautiful colour, particularly the smoked ones. Um, They've sort of got that slightly burnt umber sort of colour. They've got a lovely shiny skin and they look very, very meaty. Over to you. You've got the
1: plain one. The plain one, it's peppery and it's full of meat. You know that that is real meat and it's just not filled oh. with all those additives and mm. cheap ingredients. That's full on meat, isn't it? Delicious.
0: Mm. Noise in the background is Bill opening all his charcuterie, just let you know. Um,
1: God, and just the, the texture of this sausage as well. You get a real mm. sort of full texture and this lumpiness. Lump sounds awful, doesn't it? But you know what I mean? It's... Yes, I would say
0: coarseness. Thank you, coarseness. Gorgeous.
3: Coarseness. So the smoked one, Chloe, how do you make that? Uh, So we start with our plain sausage mix, Mm -hmm. as you said, which has quite a lot of black pepper in it. Um, And we hang it for two, three days in the fridge just to make sure it sets, basically, Mm -hmm. to make sure that all of the rusk and all the ingredients have melded together and the sausage holds its shape. Uh, we then pop it in our smoker, which we made ourselves, and we get a 16-hour smoke, and these ones are beech-smoked.
0: Right, you need to try that, Jane. It's mm. gorgeous. Are you just finishing that one, aren't you? Mm. Mm.
1: But I'm already thinking of the beer that's going to go with this. And There's a German <laughs> style called Rauch beer, which is mm. smoked with beech wood, and um, that's what we need. We need a bit of beechwood-smoked beer with mm. these wonderful sausages. Mm, gorgeous.
0: So, tell me about Pig's. Oh, I love pigs. I love Um, pigs.
3: So, as I've said before, our breed of pigs are large black pigs um, and they are large and black. black. Yeah, (laughs) obviously. Um, They are an incredibly good breed for us. Um, So we rear them outside and they're outside from day one. Like They never come inside at all into a barn. Um, Obviously, we've got pig arcs and they're bedded out with straw in the winter, but they are Really good-natured. They've got these beautiful lop ears that hang down over their eyes to kind of protect them from sticks and stones and everything while they're rootling around. Um, they're brilliant mothers. Um, sometimes they can be a bit too protective. So when you're going in with the babies and you're trying to check them so over. So are like tiger mum's eye. Yeah, pretty mm. much. And they are incredible for meat. They've got a lovely flavour. They have a really high fat content, which for sausages, for us, is really good. It's important, yeah. Um, And obviously, we'll come on to that later. (laughs) Um, And they make a brilliant pork pig. So we tend to send them off to Abattoir when they're around 60 to (coughs) 80 kilograms. And then they also produce really good bacon. So between 90 and 110, we kind of send them off. It's a little bit older. Um, They're really, really deep chested, which allows for all sorts of different cuts to kind of be made from them Um, and we think they're a really brilliant versatile breed of pig so
0: yeah I'm I'm going to
3: tell
1: you a little bit about pigs Jane Uh, they were domesticated some 12,000 years ago Mm, that's fascinating Mm. that's around the time that um, humans started practicing agriculture so that makes sense Yep. and there are just short of five million pigs in the UK and as
0: Chloe said there are 11 native British breeds breeds with floppy lop ears sounds like your. Yeah, which like uh, uh include Gloucester Old Spot or saddlebacks, and they're thought to be more docile okay. than uh, breeds with ears
1: that have got sticky, upy prick ears like mm-hmm. the Tamworth. Mm, So they're more cuddly. Yeah, they look cuddly. And you can imagine if you anthropomorphise in them that they would be... I know it's hard to say that. (laughs) Try and spell it. But yes, I can see Mm. that as well. And as Chloe said,
0: pigs are loving mothers and they form very strong bonds with their babies. Right after giving birth, sows will prepare a nest where their piglets can rest and sleep. Is that what happens? They do. Wow. On cold days, they will use their body to keep their piglets warm. And mother pigs are also known to sing to their young to let them know it's time for food. And they will discipline naughty behaviour by pushing and nudging them.
3: They're so They're clever, aren't they? They are really intelligent creatures,
0: yeah. Yeah. And do they actually look you in the eye? That's what they
3: say. Um, it's um, tricky. Sometimes they do. I mean, obviously ours have the lop ears, so it's quite difficult to see their, their eyes. But if you're going to give them care, for example, if one of them is injured and they, you are helping them that I definitely think they know. I know it sounds really, really strange to kind of put that human spin on stuff, but yeah. y- you you know that they know that you're helping them and they do have that kind of kind, quite deep look when they look you back. <laughs> God. Mm, interesting. So, so your
0: oink and udder. And not? you're not only pig farmers, but you have goats. And I think now you've got cows. We do too. have cows as well, yeah. Mm. And your mm. farm is organic, so you don't use any synthetic stuff. And as you say, your pigs live outside. <laughs> do you think that comes
1: through in the taste, Jane? Or did you just
0: taste the smoked one? I did,
1: and it was incredible. Oh, yeah, while you're talking, I could have a bit. I always think that welfare of an animal the love that the owner or the producer puts into it goes into the Mm. finished product and what you eat it's the soul isn't it which you can't describe you just feel it and you can taste it and just sense it and um definitely with these Mm. you know these pigs are loved aren't they and cared for and are happy happy pigs so you reconcile with that
0: they need something to go need a drink with it, don't we?
1: Yeah, a cider, an acidic cider, or um, I would go for an acidic beer, actually. Or maybe, actually, I'd go for a sweeter beer. I wouldn't go for anything too bitter. You get a contrast of some sweetness from the beer and the saltiness of the of the um, sausage. But you also need something with tannins to cut through the texture as well. Mm, gorgeous. So, so Chloe, um, is it
0: true that happy pigs make better meat? I mean, me and Jane think that is the case but i mean can you actually tell the difference do you think
3: we definitely think so um so we try and keep our animals as calm as possible even right up to slaughter date so everything is nice and calm we don't kind of shove them onto the trailer they are you know fed on the trailer we gently push them up and then we use a very small local abattoir and when we're there it's really really calm so the pigs walk off the trailer there's no noise. There's no kind of kerfuffle. And the people at the abattoir are brilliant. They're so calm and professional. And I genuinely think it comes in the taste of the meat. There's no point sending a stressed pig to abattoir. And if there was a stressed pig, we wouldn't do it. So so
0: how do you feel about sending them off to slaughter? I know it's your job and everything. But but how, I mean, I think the problem is because most people are completely and utterly... Uh, uh, disengaged from the process of, of you know raising animals and killing them and then the processing of them, that they'll go and buy sausages or they'll go and buy a, a joint of meat and, and have no, I suppose, connection, I would say. And in some respects, it means it's nice and easy because you don't have to think about it. But the, the point is, all those animals have been killed for, for eating, whatever you, moral stance you might, you, you might have about that. Um, but how do you then take these... Lovely pigs, which you clearly adore, and, and then you send them off uh, uh, to be killed.
3: So for us, it's not easy, but David and I were both brought up vegetarian. Um, and then we started smallholding maybe six, seven years ago now. And then we thought, actually, we can't just rear these animals and, and not do anything with them or just sell them on. So we thought, actually, we're going we're gonna to have to eat. So the first meat that we ate was a goat that we'd reared and slaughtered for our wedding Um, and everybody raved about it. And we thought, actually, you know what? We can do this. And from the day that our pigs are born, it's not that we don't care about them. We don't give them names, the ones that are going to slaughter, just because I think I personally, I would find that really difficult. I know some people do, but we know from that day, whether they're destined for breeding stock or for slaughter. Um, And it doesn't make it easy when you send them off and they go and you think, oh, now I'm four pigs down. But actually, I think it's more pride so when the meat comes back and it's it's beautiful and you know it's got a lovely layer of fat and everything's as it should be and the it comes back in the taste it's it's a sense of pride rather than a sadness or mm. a, a happiness I don't really know another way of describing it but that's how we feel personally so
0: See I I actually do believe that we are omnivores uh and I do eat meat I don't eat a lot of meat actually um but I think it's a big thing to kill an animal and therefore you should raise it properly. Definitely. You should honour it, not stick it in a meat lasagna at Tesco's, you, you know, um, and and it's a massive treat. Uh, um, and if I, I have the money, fortunately, now as I'm older, I will go and buy the best meat I can because I, I then feel that's the way it should be done uh, um, and, and doing it on a factory basis. I don't think it tastes as nice, but I don't want to be part of that. I just don't want to be
1: part of it. No, and it's disrespectful to the animal and the life that it's given to us. I mean, you look at other cultures around the world, and Native Americans, for instance, and they have rituals when they slaughter an animal, and other cultures do as well. And that's what you're doing, isn't it, Chloe? Really, by um, the way that you respect your yeah. your pigs and your animals,
3: and we try to use all of the parts of the animals that we can. So, we have um, stock packs that we put together that have trotters and bones and things in for people to buy. Um, We dehydrate the pigs' ears, then they go to dog treats. And so, we try and use as much as we can. There's no point wasting any of it. Fundamentally, the animal has given its life for you to eat it. So, we respect it. it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You need to taste some of that, Bill. Have you tasted any yet? I haven't. I'm, no. I'm, I'm oh, t- it before we saving. scoff it all, because we're looking at well, it. Well, I, I so. would get on with the smoked sausage, by <laughs> because that will go. I'd be very interested uh, t- to see what you think about that, actually. Um, and that's the one that's been smoked for 16 hours, did you
2: say? Mm. Well, it's a good, deep smoke smell on it.
0: Mm. Now, there are some smoked products, um, particularly sausages and but also salmon, where it isn't actually smoked, is it? It's just a smoke... Flavoring thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. You really can tell the difference, can't you? Well, I we think
1: you
0: we can. But yeah, mm. Bill is some. Bill's just he's so polite. He won't speak when his mouth's full, but, but his thumbs up there. And thumbs his up, eyes are, up. are full of happiness.
1: Uh.
2: <clears throat> you can tell my um, my other passion is outdoor cooking and barbecue. Ah. so I can tell the proper smoke flavor that's in that. Uh, it's definitely there. Good. You talked yeah. about
3: having built a smokehouse. Well, a smoker. Just, a smoker. Yeah. Um, so when we first started our business, um, we bought a secondhand commercial freezer and we thought well, it would just see us through for a couple of months. It was nice and cheap. And then eventually after a couple of months, it conked out. So we thought, right, we're not going to put it into landfill. We've got all these bits that we can use. What can we do with it? And because it's a beautiful sealed unit, we thought a smoker. So we chopped the top off. Um, Popped in a grill so that we can control the level of smoke, and it's been perfect.
0: There we go, it tastes amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to move on. Now we've dissected your sausages, we're going to move on to um, Bill here. Now, Bill's, Bill, you might have heard packets being opened earlier. <laughs> just a few. Just a few. Um, would you like to just put that, that lovely wooden board that you have in the middle of the, uh, of the studio here? Um, now we're going to taste each one in turn I'm going to be really interested in what you think about this Chloe Actually Could you just take us through the board What what, what you've got for us
2: I'll probably um, do this in a certain way yeah. um, That one is our salsichon. So we've got a Spanish edge to what we do Through the reason I got involved in it In the first place yeah. My wife is Spanish And I did a lot of running around. So have make Spain. sure it's
0: right then Otherwise she's not yeah, going to be very happy uh,
2: So I thought that was the way to go. So the yeah. core, the core range we have has a Spanish edge to it. So in French, saucisson, but the Spanish version, chan. So a standard black pepper, house salami, as a lot of people would call it. So it's um, got quite.
0: A, oh dear, excuse me. It's got quite a lot of um, fat content on that. Um, it's got a little bit of shine to it, and it's almost ready purple. I would say.
1: Looks yes. Good. Yes, That's definitely. Good, yeah. It's got that sort of beetroot red mm. colour, doesn't it, with all that wonderful fat. Lovely. And generally
2: the pigs here are Gloucester Old Spots.
1: Okay. Another British breed.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Can I taste some, please? Go for it. Thank you. Right. Next one along.
2: So uh, this is one of my original recipes. So when I first started playing around with recipes at home before I finally ventured into doing this commercially uh, is the fennel salami. So that's got a whole black pepper and whole fennel seeds in it. And um, it was an adapted recipe from somewhere. But I've kept the recipe because it's so good. Fennel
0: and salami are just, they love each other. They're just great bedfellows.
2: So definitely if you love fennel anyway. Yeah.
0: So we're just going to have a little break. Now I'm, I'm tasting this saucisson, mm-hmm. uh, Chloe. It's delicious. It's what? got a really
1: nice peppery edge mm. to it. Do you think, Jane? Definitely. Definitely. The the fat content, how important is that when you're making charcuterie?
2: Massive. Massive in terms of, one, the quality of the fat and everything that was said earlier about the quality of the pig. I can see the quality of the pig as a butcher in it and you're eating effectively a raw product that's cured. So I want the best thing going into that. Uh, you know
0: when you buy this in a supermarket, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's got a hard texture. This is
1: soft. It's really gorgeous. And that lovely fat that you get as well. You can eat that without teeth. Absolutely. You could just like gum it, couldn't you? It's gorgeous. <laughs> I think
2: it is down to quality of the fat in there. And I, I use the Gloucester Old Spots. I do use some Oxford Sandy Blacks as well now and again. And again, oh, and some Um Again, it's all about that rare breed to start with and then yeah. the quality of the fat that sits behind that and that's great, that, that so, so can we
0: taste the um, salami fennel, oh, see I do that's, like
2: those that combination, that's the fennel one there that, that you might have to reach for that
0: so again that looks quite like <coughs> oh, black pepper's just gone down my throat that looks quite like the saucisson in a way, very,
2: very similar uh, mix, it's just the recipes at the end of the day there's whole mm. fennel in there and whole black pepper so you get a, you get a, if you get a piece of black pepper which I like
0: Okay, so Chloe's sniffing hers. Why are you doing that, Chloe? Is is it something you can tell by the meat?
3: No, I just, I think it's beautiful. I don't, it's soft Mm. and it's, it's unctuous and the fat is, it's just delicious. It's not greasy. It's... Oh, that is gorgeous. And the The, fennel is... mm.
1: But the pepper and the fennel work so well together, Mm. don't they? They In fact, you, you get the pepper and immediately the fennel comes through.
3: Mm.
1: It's just Beautiful.
2: I hope with most of it you get you still get the sweetness of the pork. Oh, I, just got, I was just
0: going to say that's flat. got a nice you know, sweet edge the, to it.
2: The, the sweetness is there.
0: Mm. You enjoying this, Chloe? But you're glad you came along now. I
3: think great.
2: <laughs> so
0: this there's no ne-
3: kids to share it with. It's yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> What's the next one, Bill? The next one is unique to us, uh, and it goes back to when I first started my sort of curing adventure and making bacon and smoked salmon. you have to cure it, then you cold smoke it. Blah blah blah. One of the recipes uh, was birch syrup, birch and black pepper, uh, for the bacon. And I extended that to curing hams in that cure and developing that into a salami. Ooh. So that is a birch and black pepper salami. So the black pepper in that is different. It's a black pepper blend of different ones. It's got that. But again, that's British. It's got that
0: lovely sort of beetroot red colour. Um, not quite so much fat in this one.
2: Slightly different. Yeah. uh, And British birch syrup.
0: Well, that smells completely different. Mm.
2: So you should get the pork first, and then you'll get a tang and a slight sweetness of the birch syrup on the back of it. Very, very meaty.
1: Yeah. Mm. Birch syrup is made into wines in many cases. It's one of those country wines that you get, birch sap. I'd never heard Mm. of it. Mm. Yeah. Literally from the tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Produced here as well. A bit like maple. Mm. You, know, you know the way you get the sap from a tree. Yeah, but that one's Does not. That's hair. not
0: sweet. Uh, uh, the
2: the sweetness
1: is from the meat, isn't
2: it? It's much. It's much earthier. There is a sweetness to it, it but it's earthy. much earthier mm-hmm. than uh, a maple syrup. At it's,
3: it's dark
2: in mm. the bottle. The birch syrup.
0: Chloe, I'm going to look to you as an expert.
3: It tastes woody. It tastes yeah. what is in it. I mean, the pork is delicious, but those flavours complement it so well you can just see it like the pigs rooting around under the birch trees i literally have that in my head yeah
1: but there's so many different flavors in in these um in the charcuterie that you really need to think about what you're eating not just chew it and swallow but just savor it and think slowly like what am i tasting what can i smell what is this i I could actually eat the whole of that board but I would take
0: ages doing it because it needs There's to be savoured, doesn't it? Definitely. It does need to be savoured. But it's also
1: good so. to look at <laughs> as well, isn't it? It's just wonderful to look at. I mean, What's the next one? I'm, I'm going
2: to steer you towards the ham, actually, because... So the,
0: this looks like a Palmer ham or or, yeah, or, or, that, or Serrano ham. It's got that look
2: to it. That cut is the culatello cut, so one, one side of the leg boned out. And that's in what I call our Kent Cure. It's quite a classic... Because this is Handful incredibly thin, recipe.
0: which is what you normally get. Um, and it's obviously got that white fat around the edge, although there's only a mm. tiny amount of that. What I hate, again, sorry about supermarkets, is, is you'll get parma or serrano ham and you'll get this horrible, limp, flabby, mm. white bit of um, fat around the edge, which is practically inedible. Um, I haven't put this in my mouth yet, but I'm guessing
1: that all of this was going to taste amazing. I'm speechless just at the moment. <laughs> I'm getting a real sort of tingle on my tongue with this one. Have you added something in there to...
2: Probably the juniper.
1: Okay. Mm. And there's
3: an acidity as well. But this type of ham mm. is not my thing, but this is beautiful. Like, I would <laughs> never choose this if I saw it in the restaurant with a peat, on a pizza or anything. I would never, never well, It's because it. it's so bland normally, yeah, that's why. It's delicious and you can see all the marbling, the fat marbling so, through the meat. I was just about to say but there's a marbling kind of... in that... Like, i presuming draws all that flavour. This is the much formicure. finer mm. in, a, in a way.
0: I quite like the saucisson and the salami. I quite like that hit. Mm. Right this is
1: really, I mean, that would be great with figs,
0: maybe. Something like that. Cause
1: a yeah, some, some sweetness to, to contrast mm. your, your salty and your savoury. Mm. If that was a thick cut, it would change it completely, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So it's all about that Absolutely the thinness of the slice and
2: having to do that with some customers who want it thicker because it comes off the board a bit easily. But mm. you get the full taste when it's so, such a thin slice as such. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and what do we what do we got here? This
2: is that's uh, that's a brassola. So from, is, is beef? Yeah, that's... and that's from from UK grass fed wagyu of all oh. things, from a chap down in Devon, Tom Dent at Devon Wagyu. Uh, we're doing a little project together where he sends me some top sides and silver sides, and that's what we've produced.
0: Now, that to me is, is nowhere near as nice as the salamis, um, but that's probably because I prefer pork to beef. I th- There's a deep
2: flavour yeah. to it, and, the, and there is, I think, a very, gra- the grassiness in the fat. It's, a, it's quite so. a different product.
3: Mm. It tastes really fresh. Yes, I know it has that deep flavour, but you can tell that it's grass-fed yeah. beef. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and the, it's such a long finish
1: as well. The aftertaste just keeps All of going, I've keeps going. Great. Oh, with, you. Mm. with you. Mm. Right, yeah. now the last
2: one. Well, this, there's two more to go. Oh, it's two more to go. Um, this one's a little bit punchier and it's a bit of a seasonal thing. So it's that saucisson recipe. And I call it on extra. Or is it paprika? And it's got nutmeg, cinnamon, and a little bit of clove Ooh. in there. So Ooh, depending Christmas. on your tolerance to clove, it might be too much or it might not, but I like try it.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Wow, that's got quite a lot of clove in. Yeah. Now, I'm going to finish off in, 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 with our last one in a minute. But, you know, leading up to Christmas, I would, you know, if you've got a lot of family, there's nothing nicer than having a huge board of this i don't think you know not just cheese you know do a charcuterie board mm-hmm. this sort of stunning quality everybody would just love it
1: doing blind tasting as well so making a game of it so you're mm. tasting and then going what do you taste what do you smell yeah, what is in, in that? that again i'm going to ask you Chloe. i can't i just
3: <laughs> <laughs> there are no words it's
2: very good it's, it's
3: very a good reaction. yeah
0: loads of cloves there
3: it it would go so well at christmas
0: Right, you know, so let's have a bit look of at a prototype. little little go of this. So this is like a spreading uh, type
2: of yes, yeah, sopressata. It's called. Sobrisada. So it's a, quite a high fat content to make it um, to make it spreadable. Um, the dominant well, thing in there is delavera paprika from Spain. But what we did was search out a little independent producer rather than one of the mainstream delavera people. So I've just I just got a big hit of heat there.
1: What's that? That is that purely
2: paprika? the pre yeah. So
1: you'd think there was chili in that, but then. Yep. Mm. how do you get that smooth texture for this to make it spreadable? Is it the fat?
2: It is the high fat content mm. and then that's that's minced down to quite a fine level mm. such and then mixed mixed through with everything. Mm. I'm
0: just laughing. I'm am re- so sorry, but Chloe's face, honestly, you'd think she she was in heaven. I am. I mean, Get she's just come part. she's just come to talk about pigs and she can't believe that she's sitting here eating this amazing tronchetto. I've
3: come from the, from the pigs <laughs> to this. Absolutely. There you go. It's beautiful.
1: Right, can't believe this we're actually running out of time. No, so, we, wh- are, but we are are we, we running are. out of food. Some of them have a really floral smell to them this included. Must be mm. how the the pork melds with the spices or the other ingredients I, I think
2: there's a mixture of that but we've got some really good molds going on in the drying room so if you open the door of the drying room you'll actually smell mushrooms mm. which is a good is a good mold and that adds to taste and flavor basically and you you get that across the range
0: so apparently um sales of charcuterie in the uk are soaring up 50 percent uh, in just one with, year with quality like this mm. not surprised. and I think I think one of the things that we really do to have to take from this program is that you know everybody thinks that the Spanish or the French or the Italian are greater charcuterie there are some amazing um, charcuterie now from the UK isn't there bill absolutely um, no. and and air dried even air dried hams now are, are, are happening I know there's some great producers up in Cumbria um, and that one's air dried um so you must have a little reconsider don't just go and get Palmer ham. Or Italian salami, or, or that horrible Danish salami. I don't like that one. <laughs> you ever tasted that? No, no, don't it's taste by, that. By but just the
1: look on your face <laughs> makes me not want to. So,
0: so, um, so North Charcuterie—that is your company. It I is. know you've only just started. Mm-hmm. Uh, can people get that on the website?
2: We uh, do a link. Uh, yes, soon we're going to relaunch so. the range before Christmas. Great. And we've we've redone the range for retail. Marvelous. So be available before Christmas.
0: I would definitely recommend that Boxing Day. Oh, absolutely! Boxing Day Day for in the sure. afternoon, oh, when everybody's yes. reading the books they've got, and mm-hmm. the you know, with some cider, stuff with some cider, that, mm-hmm. that, some that acidic cider. And Chloe, what can we, uh, what, what can we get from Oink Canada? Do you actually sell those sausages? Because they are do, gorgeous, yes. and um, that's on your website. So you can you can buy them on the website. Yes, marvelous, marvelous. And you two need to connect up because that's yep. where you can get amazing meat from. Absolutely. Yeah, I mm. think it's
1: a thing. Let's do it. It's going to happen. It's a charcuterie marriage, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Something. Well, um, thank you so much for bringing all that in, um, Bill. Uh, uh, And I've learned quite a lot. Um,
1: Just the way it's done just makes the difference. And for me, what I've learned most is how important the fat content is and the quality of the fat. And I mean, you would assume the quality of the meat is important. I didn't realise how important the fat
0: is. Yeah, I mean, normally you'd run away if it looked like that. But actually, that that, that fat tastes amazing. And that's because it's great, great meat. Mm. Good old pigs. So you've been listening to The Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenter Jane Payton and to our partners, the lovely people at produced in Kent. I think we're gonna carry on eating after the show. Yes, we finish, are. Shall we? Um I don't I don't I'm sorry, but I don't really want you to take all that away with you, Bill. Um if you don't mind leaving it. Um, and uh, next week, right up your street, Jane, we're talking beer. Oh wait. Beer. Real beer. Can't, oh, can't wait. wait. So if you want to recommend any future guests, somebody doing something groundbreaking in the food sector, um, just like Bill and Chloe, um, please do let us know. Um, And don't forget, we've got hundreds of podcasts on topics such as snail farming, gin making. Go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye bye.